You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue our Nick Tuck coverage. Moving now into the 13th episode of the fifth season, August Walden. This first aired on the 12th of February 2008. Uh, it was written and directed by Sean Jabionski, and uh, I realised a week ago I didn't say when that aired, so I'm making sure that my mistake is corrected. It's a, it's an interesting uh, episode, this one. Not an episode that I'm the biggest fan of, but uh, I'll be intrigued to hear thoughts of uh, other people on this episode to see if maybe my opinion will get changed. My name is Ben, and only now do I see how ugly I am. <laughs> and uh, my name's Nick, and the good ones you forget, the bad ones are forever. Yeah, again, episodes of this podcast, really. Um, we are, <laughs> yeah. depending how you look at season five, because again, I know a lot of people will look at this as a two-part season. I, for one, as I've always said, like to just look at this as an entire season, although I can understand why people look at it as two parts, because we are at the penultimate episode of the first half of this season because ultimately this was separated into two parts because we had a year gap in between what will happen at the end of next week and what will happen at the beginning of episode 15. But you can really tell that they're trying to sort of lead this up to a bit of a a pointy end. I mean, to me, it wouldn't have been a bad thing had they made this a 14-episode season and then maybe kind of made the second half into season six and then season six into season seven. Uh, Wouldn't have really changed a whole lot with this show, but... uh, yeah, August Walden. Again, as I've said a few times, not the biggest fan of this episode, Nick. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I think oh, I might be the defender of this episode because there's some there's some stuff that I quite enjoy about this. Um, what I would say is that it's probably pretty disjointed from where we've just come from. You know, like when I think about that last episode and we had that what should have been a real cliffhanger and, I, you know, I guess spoiler alert is that Colleen isn't in this episode at all. Um, and, you know, if we're building to this big finale with, with well, it's mid-season finale, whatever you want to call it, with with Colleen, it seems absolutely crazy to me that we get the season, the sorry, the episode before that and she's not in it at all. So um, while there is some stuff here to like, I, I, I can definitely understand why people wouldn't like this episode because it does feel quite disjointed. So, yeah, I mean, um, I'm happy to kind of um, defend the things I think work in this, but, I, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to agree with you in some spots as well. Well, we we had a very similar thing, didn't we, in season three with Kit when she was attacked by the Carver at the end of, um, what was that terrible Granville Trap or whatever? Not Granville Trap. It was Granville Trap, yeah. wasn't it? The, uh, the, the police, you know, episode where Christian's in jail. And then kind yeah. of we didn't really get a resolution to that, did we, till about like five episodes later. So, um, you know, there is history there with Nip Tuck kind of doing this. But yeah, that is the, the most glaring thing I feel you notice in this episode is after such a cliffhanger last week, there's just, I don't think there's a mention in this episode is there of it at all. So, um, yeah, that's kind of our first one, but we touched on it last week. I think the kind of the big thing to mention here on the previously on is just <laughs> hashtag poor Matt. Uh, we just, every time I see like the previously on and we kind of get that scene from what is it like the second episode of Nip Tuck where he's like getting the fluffing with that girl who he gets a STD from basically. I'm like, Oh, is she coming back? That's a weird person to bring back before they then cut to like, here's Ava. Eva's a man, uh, followed by, like, the the transsexual bar meetup. Then uh, he's dating a Nazi. Then he's joining Scientology. Then he's into drugs. Then he's in the pool. Um, so it's kind of a nice little showreel. And what, to me, makes that even funnier 
is that you think there's only going to be one bad thing that happens to Matt in this episode. We get two big things, really, in this episode that happen to Matt to just add to that show reel. But um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a fun way to start the episode. We're not even in the episode yet. It's the previously on. Yeah, I think so. And and I think we, we teased this a little bit in the last episode that, um, yeah, it, it is really funny. And we kind of get those moments that, um, you know, we go back to the Michael Jackson lookalike, Matt, you know, we go all the way back to the start. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is a really kind of fun reminder of, of what shit this guy's been through. Um, because Matt is that kind of character that, you know, he disappears for episodes on end. And, um, you know, and, and it can be a little bit hard to follow his story because it, it isn't there the whole time. And so, you know, it, it, it is. You know, I do really enjoy the Matt stuff in this in this episode, um, even if it is a little bit weird. If we're being totally honest, so yeah, I mean, um, the, the previous one's fun, and, and you know, if, if you're paying attention, I think it gives you some um, a good idea on on what you might be going to expect in in this season uh, in this episode. Yeah, and uh, I will say straight away that whether I like this episode or not. John Hensley's acting this episode is brilliant, so uh, I'll just I just want to say that now before I uh, forget. Uh, we start off with Liz and Christian. Liz reading a magazine, a review on hearts and scalpels. Poor old Sean's getting ripped a new one uh, from some guy called August Walden, who apparently uh, referred to James Gold Gandafini looking like a scrotum with legs. That used to be in my Tinder profile. Um, and poor old Sean gets this bit personally, ends up looking in the mirror... And I love Christian's kind of like awkwardness, like, you're a good looking guy. Uh, I'm just like saying it to, uh, to Sean. Can I just point out one obvious thing here? Hearts and Scalpels has been on air for a long time. It's, uh, clearly, you know, being nominated for People's Choice Awards and Emmys. We had all that with Kate earlier on in this season. You know, it's a, it's a ratings hit. Why all of a sudden is Entertainment Weekly doing a review on it like this? Is, it, is this meant to be just on this week's episode? And why is this August Walden all of a sudden just doing this? It's not like this is a new show, is it? So, like, does Entertainment Weekly work that slow? I thought they were pretty good on their reviews, weren't they? I don't know. It's pretty funny to me, but, you know, like, one of the things I do think is, like, oh, my God, we're looking at a, a print version of a um, TV show review. Um, I can't imagine this in, in 2018. I'm sure there's probably magazines and newspapers that do this, but it does feel like uh, it, it's pretty kind of un, unconnected with, you know, where we are now. Everything's online, and it's, you know, it's blogs or it's Facebook or whatever. Um, the idea that somebody would pick up a newspaper or, a, you know, something like this and, and read a, a print version of it is just cracks me up. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Uh, we then see another surgery here of uh, Rachel Ben Natal. We haven't seen her in a couple of weeks, and this is kind of like, I guess, an issue with this again. The the, the bipolar storylines of this season. It's kind of like she's gone missing for a few weeks. She's back now. We've got to resolve some things with Matt, but I mean, she's just so blinking. You miss this episode. It's kind of I forget how sort of you know pointless she is to this storyline and anything because it's just kind of leading into what Matt's going to get into. Uh, but I, I do kind of like just the talking here between Christian and Sean. And what does Christian say something about? Like, oh, falafel face was over at our house the other night or something like that. Like, it's a very nice Christian. Um, and I, I mean, guess ultimately the theme of this episode is all about ugliness and kind of, you know, looking for, you know, past ugliness to, to see sort of inside it. And this is kind of a theme here because we're going to find out very shortly here that, um, they've done what, six surgeries? 
on her and there's not really any form of difference. They've made her be able to smell again. That's about it. And Matt doesn't really care. Um, and then kind of, I, I have to say, I love Christian. He's, he's an absolute dick here to Matt, but he's just like everything that we've been saying about Matt all along. And just, you know, she's, she's perfect for someone like you, you know, falling for this type of person. And then basically saying, Oh, I hope you've been wearing a rubber. Um, so, yeah, kind of a bit mean, but, you know, let's be honest, Christian's saying everything that's right here. Uh, but Matt kind of has a good retort when he's saying that you've been messing with people's faces so long that you don't even know what ugly looks like anymore, and just the way he kind of is looking past it. Uh, then we, uh, meet for the first time Emmy, who has got a big old birthmark on her face. I do kind of like the back and forth we kind of have here between them when, you know, Christian's sort of, what does he say? Like, oh, tell me what you don't like about yourself. Oh, what do you want, a nose job? And then she kind of like comes back with, you know, Christian's like, oh, so let me guess you're from South Carolina. No, I'm born and raised Jersey girl. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm from Cleveland in Georgia. Uh, we hear the reference to the Head of Grubman Fund, which, um, we did have, we had a, yeah. that early on in this season, didn't we, with the, uh, the Christmas one. So it's kind of, I thought this was a once a year thing that they did, but anyway. Uh, so I do, again, I like that little tie back to the head of Grubman fun that we did have for Mrs. Grubman back in season four. Um, and well, it's one of those things as well that it, um, you know, it, it, it's not necessary, but it, it rewards your, um, your long term viewers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so you, I always really like little things like that, that kind of, you know, your, your big fans of the show will really enjoy it. Um, people who are just kind of tuning in in a casual way, um, actually won't care all that much because it doesn't mean anything to them. So it's, it's a win win for everybody. And I, I do like the fact that, you know, again, what are the criteria for this, uh, this Mrs. Grubman fund, basically? And then, you know, there's a waiting list, apparently. And then she's just jumped on a plane straight away and flown to get a consult. Wouldn't there be like an email first or a phone call or an application form? But like, there's always just the, the pulling the hearts and strings there, isn't there? And that they always fall for because, you know, I, I flew all this way. I spent all my money and the cab ride was just as much as it was for the ticket here. So. You know, uh, it's, I, I feel that if McNamara and Troy was in real life, you just have to tug at their heartstrings a little bit and you'll get free surgery. Yeah, pretty much, especially if you get Sean. So it's, it's unusual here because Christian's normally not the, the type to fall for this, but, um, in this case he has. And yeah, I mean, um, I, I think it's, it's all really good setup here. I do really enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if you want to just kind of, I'll move on here, but like if you wanted to touch on anything with the, the Matt stuff that I just went on before I move on. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's all just a, a reminder more than anything. And like I said earlier, I, I, you know, we get these moments with Matt and it does feel a bit discombobulated. And, um, it's one of the things that I kind of, I think that they've stopped paying service to. I think in the earlier seasons is, you know, Matt Knight might not have been in every single episode, but he was certainly somebody that you could, you didn't have to kind of stop and think, wait, where was the storyline when we were last here? You know, what happened? And, you know, like it is one of those things that in these later seasons and in season five here is that, I've kind of forgotten what happened to Matt and, you know, you kind of have to come back and say, oh, right, he's still with Rachel and, you know, it, it is kind of, yeah, but in the same breath, I do like the fact that we are going to now move him on, which is good because um, I think his kind of storyline was going nowhere, you know, so it's, it, it's kind of nice to, to start moving forwards a little bit with that. And let's be honest, his uh, recovery from what third degree burns is pretty amazing. Uh, this is the guy who burnt yes, down a meth yeah. lab and fell into a pool and now he just looks like normal again. Yeah. 
yep. It's one of those things that they've uh, com- completely just dropped, haven't they? It's it's not important, and uh, let's just let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. We uh we get the return of Kate. Yay, Kate's back. Uh, Sean feeling a little bit sad still about uh, his uh, bad review, but Kate, I guess he kind of does have a purpose here slightly, you know, talking about how, you know, her first bad review, she understands it, and she went, like, basically ate the whole damn thing. This is the last episode we will see Kate in, by the way, so um, I'm not sure if I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that was the last episode, but this is her last episode. But, I mean, I, I do kind of think it almost works here. It's, it's just a nice little scene where we ultimately get, you know, Sean saying, like, oh, can we still be friends? And, you know, she kind of has a little bit of a... Um, you know, a go at him when she says, like, I'll just make sure you don't date someone who, you know, gives you criticism every day. So, um, you know, like, you and I have been very up and down on Kate's character this season and kind of, you know, more down on it, I think. But I, I, this is one bit I don't mind in this episode, just kind of she comes back in a way. I think she's kind of, uh, necessary. I do like the little bit though we get kind of when they're talking and they're at the, um, the food table and the guy with the scissors stuck in his head is just kind of there and gives like, yeah, Sean a little nod. And ultimately, um, we learn that this reviewer is renowned for giving terrible reviews still, as we sort of touched on before. Uh, Kate says that he, uh, frequents a coffee shop and you can go and confront him. And that's what we get next scene. We get, uh, Sean going into this coffee shop, meeting our, uh, titular character, August Walden, who is a very unattractive man with moles on his face and unibrow and buck teeth. And basically, he goes off at him and says, well, you're so ugly, you're just jealous of everybody else. And we kind of get this real sort of like drop mic moment from Sean as he walks off in kind of like slow motion. I do actually kind of like that scene, the way Sean kind of walks off. Um, and I like the music playing in the background, some song mentioning Godzilla. So, as much as, again, I'm not a fan of this episode, I, I don't mind this stuff that we've got here. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's quite good. And I think, um, you can kind of go one or two ways really with this makeup. And it's one of those rare situations where I think it actually works really well that they have just gone overboard with what this guy looks like. Because I think when we kind of see him later after he's had the surgery, I think it, it works really well. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think, in some of these later episodes, I think I've been quite critical of the makeup and things like that. But in this case, it's one of those things that it probably shouldn't work, but it does. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really enjoy this. Um, I think one of the things I'll just go back again to that kind of Kate thing. And I think the reason why that hasn't worked to me has got nothing to do with her or the character or anything. I just feel like her and Dylan Walsh just don't have chemistry on screen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, regardless of kind of what I think of the, the dialogue and, and the setup and things like that, it's just, it's not, it just doesn't resonate with me because those two just they appear not to be able to really kind of um yeah work together on screen so yeah i guess that it's that that's my biggest problem with it and unfortunately that kind of doesn't change really yeah no i agree with that and i think we're only gonna have one more scene with her and uh then that's it goodbye um kate but then we kind of get to i just some stuff which i'm just not a fan of at all and i just think just just takes you out of it we're kind of kind of a decentish start to this episode but we get a you know a big like confirming lunch for today and we've got julia it reminds me you i think mentioned last week about harking back to some old scenes just quickly the scene we just had there with uh august walden and kind of what sean's going to do with him uh sort of reminds me a little bit of last season when he's trying to fix that other barista who had that stuff wrong with him in his face and everything and he couldn't fix him but um different reasons that time around this reminds me of uh, i think it's season two when christian's trying to meet up with uh kimber again 
and uh, she's doing the cocaine and we've kind of got that scene of her doing herself up pretty and all that sort of stuff before, you know, meeting Christian. So it's kind of just the, the way that this gets introduced. I always think this is going to be Kimber, but ultimately it's Julia, you know, confirming lunch today and Julia's still obviously uh, sick. She's brushing her hair and hair starting to fall out. Oh, no. Um, and then she comes over to see Christian, and Christian's having sex with a woman, and, uh, apparently he just picked her up at a gas station. <laughs> Happens to me every single time I get petrol, of course. Um, and this is their breakup scene, because haven't we been dying for this? I, I can even forgot that these two were technically still together. Um, and then kind of we get Julia, you know, you really don't give a shit about me, do you? Uh, and, you know, Christian's sort of trying to give an excuse. I've spent years fantasizing about you, and, you know, I'm sorry, I can't change who you are, who I am. And basically, Julia, uh, you know, saying deep down, I thought you would be someone different, but only now I can see how ugly that you are. Um, and that I'm wasting my time with you, and, uh, essentially leaves. And I just don't, I, uh, I just cannot stomach this. It's just, I just want it done with. I wanted it done with weeks ago when we were talking about this, and it's just not how I ever perceived these two to be together. And again, as I said, I completely forgot that these two were even still a thing, and this was still a storyline, and just kind of just this whole fruitcake storyline just doesn't work for me and Julie getting sick. And again, Jolly Richardson, you know, I don't want to be the one to always pick on her all the time, but I just don't think she does well in these scenes, and it just frustrates me. I don't like it. And it just, no. And it's only going to get it worse from here with her character too. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of any of this stuff that's happening. Yeah, well, I think probably what I'll say about this is that, um, you know, when we talked about, you know, earlier in the season of these two hooking up and um, I kind of, you know, defended that because I thought the whole thing about that is it it felt like something we actually needed to see, that we'd had a lot of build-up to it and it was something that, you know, both of them had been thinking about and what were they going to do and, you know, and so I... You, on that level, I was kind of quite comfortable with seeing the two of them being in a relationship and, you know, and I kind of enjoyed the scenes of them getting together. But um, I will kind of walk that back a little bit because I think that if all it was leading to was this, then that's really, really unsatisfying. It's just not a good way to kind of end the storyline. And, you know, I think they could have taken it in such – and, you know, like I talked in the last episode that kind of Christian storyline just kind of – he doesn't have one in this first half of the season. And this could have been it. You know, they could have kind of worked towards this, that these two are working together and, you know, and he, he's trying to put everything that he used to be aside and, you know, and be there for her and, um, you know, and, and they just – they kind of take what should have been a really kind of interesting – and satisfying storyline and just waste it really you know like it could have been something and you know this is the end result of it and it's just it's just really disappointing and like you say it's messy and it's choppy and you, you'd kind of forgotten that they were still together and um that should never have been the case with these two characters you know they're two of the three main characters on the show really well you know two or four if you're going to include matt and yeah just the fact that this storyline just kind of peters out into nothing is so so unsatisfying so yeah i do have to walk back a lot of the good things i said about that storyline you know kind of having forgotten where it was going and now i've seen where it's going um it, yeah it sucks there's kind of no other way of saying it really it just it really does suck and it's disappointing and one thing i feel we need to mention too just particularly with jolly richardson because you know it's not picking on her in any aspect it's kind of you know really from this point on she's just not 
in this show much. And season six, she's barely in. She's always listed as a main cast member, but I think kind of, and we've touched on this briefly, I think out of the 19 season six episodes, she's maybe only in it for like nine or eight of them or something like that. So it's even sort of the storyline with Julia, like what do we get with her? And it's a, it's a case of that from this point on, and I'm, I'm just looking here, she's obviously in next week, but then kind of for the second half of season, uh, five, she's basically only in it twice. And then you're only, yeah, got about nine or eight episodes in. So she's only really in Nip Tuck now with what about 25 episodes to go, 26, 27 episodes to go. She's maybe only in like less than half of the episodes. So they really peter out her character and, as much as we've maybe been up and down on Julia, I feel that out of our main four that you've just touched on, I think she gets the raw end of the stick with a, a key resolution to her character and kind of we're just getting signs of it now and it's just almost like they don't know what to do with her anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you kind of feel like maybe the best the best situation for this is that, you know, occasionally you went to her for a phone call or something when she was still in New York, like kind of what they did at the very start of the season and that, you know, she was just there as a, you know, a kind of glorified cameo and she wasn't a main storyline. That would have probably been a lot more satisfying to me. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of wish they'd just not even bothered with her, if I'm being brutally honest. It just feels like, you know, why even bother doing this? So, yeah, it, it, it's really it's gutting and it you know i just wish we'd we'd kind of seen something that was worthwhile going down this road and if we weren't going to get that then they may as well have just not done it at all and it, oh, I, I just hate that i'm having to say that really because it should have been something really good and the fact that it's not is yeah it's, it's really sad and, and disappointing i definitely and we'll get to obviously the end of this episode i definitely think they should have taken a turn with what happens at the end of this episode with her character and i think that must that would have been a much better way of dealing with her but we'll get to that um we've got august walden coming in to uh see sean here and he's basically written a review on himself saying how ugly he is and everything along those lines <laughs> and um he wants to get it's a clever way of doing that I think. yeah i i agree with you i think it's a, it's a clever way of doing it and he wants um he wants to get some surgery done and just happens to be uh ready to go at uh 2 p.m uh t- today so um yeah that's that's pretty quick for him um and also kind of intertwined with this uh we've got um emmy she's had the surgery done and um she's helping out around the office she's cleaning the bathroom she feels like someone's done a favor for her she needs to do a favor for christian which i remember watching this and you, you always kind of assume this is going to go down a certain path like christian with a good looking girl you assume something's going to happen yeah there. yeah um but ultimately we'll get to that why that doesn't happen but she looks amazing like it's great great work i mean i know it's only makeup it's not real but you know they've done enough work again sean being the face guy not involved in this surgery christian's improving his face skills um and then it kind of cuts to um some surgery with uh august ugly duckling song which again it's i get it's i think it kind of works like it's it it's there um, and then it kind of cuts to Matt with some flowers coming in to see Rachel and Christian's obviously trying to be like, Hey, check her out. She's hot. You should get with her. And, uh, Matt's like, no, I've got a girlfriend. Um, and, uh, I do like Christian's line there, you know, cause Matt's trying to learn Hebrew and Christian's like, Oh, you'll take any kind of Kool-Aid a girl feeds you, won't you? Uh, and then Matt's just kind of like, it was lovely to meet you. I'm going to see my girlfriend. So, you know, typical Nick Tuck back and forth cutting here. Not a whole lot of stuff here that I'm really disliking. I think this is kind of some good stuff here at the moment, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you get the, the kind of classic cut between two scenes, which is really cool. 
Um, I think it, it's all really done. It's you know, it, it's competently done. I think is is probably the best thing we can say about this. Um, it, yeah, and and I, I do like that we do. It does feel like we're kind of into some quite heavy setup here still, which is you know I think we should be kind of starting to move beyond this in this episode. So it does feel like we're kind of dragging the chain a little bit on the setup um, because you know a lot of the stuff with Matt kind of happens so quickly. Um, yeah, so it's, it is amazing that we're still kind of in set-up mode here. It feels like we should be a little bit further down the track with that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, agree there. Uh, Olivia's back. We haven't seen her in a while. Hello, Portia. How are you? Um, how's Ellen? Um, and one thing I will say, like, because Olivia says here to uh, Julia, you look so sick. The makeup does work here. Like, Julia does look sick. Uh, that's maybe a positive I'll give to this. Um, there's a weird, like, soft music playing in the background, which is just annoying. And I just don't like the editing in this scene, how kind of they keep cutting back and forth between her laying in bed and then sitting at a table. I don't get it. Just pick or choose one or the other. I don't get why we need to have one of each. Um, and essentially it's just Olivia, you know, uh, she's saying that I'm going to get tested. You know, this has all been Western medicine. I'm going to send this off to another doctor somewhere else and they're going to test you for all these levels. And, uh, Julia admits that she's, uh, been having an affair with Christian. Is it, is it an affair when you're not married? I thought it was only an affair if you're married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the rules are, are fairly vague here. Yeah. It's, it's a bit strange. Uh, and this kind of will then cut to uh, another scene where we've got Eden. Hello, Eden. She's back, and uh, here's Julia and feeding a tea, and Julia's been all nice, and then Julia's checking through the mail. They they definitely work quick with their results when it comes to finding out about uh, what's happening with Julia, and she's reading through here that she's got high levels of mercury poisoning, which is uh, come to her possibly from contaminated food. And then finally, Julia connects the dots. She's got this piece of fruitcake that uh, apparently doesn't go off or mouldy. It's been in the fridge since Christmas, and apparently it's still edible. Um, <laughs> that's maybe why you're sick, Julia, you're eating mouldy fruitcake. Um, but, uh, what they should have done here, I reckon, is like the moment that she kind of realised what was going on, they should have like harkened back and played that stupid, um, cr- you know, fruitcake uh, song they played uh, in the Christmas yeah. episode. Like, just as you know, she kind of like, you know, that, that dawning realisation on her face, they should have just had like a few notes of that. It would have been hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. That maybe would have made this a little bit better. But uh, for some reason, Julia thinks it's okay to just go and eat this in my room, which uh, ultimately she's going to send this away. I mean, look, again, I have nothing against Portia de Rossi. I, I like her. Olivia's kind of meh. But, I mean, I just don't like this, like, weird setup. It just feels, kind of, I mentioned last week that this is kind of a lot of what season six is to me. And a lot of the second half of season five, it's just slow. It's mundane. It's weird editing. It's just, it's kind of boring. And, like, I know we're kind of getting some resolution to this stuff. But, again, I just do not like this fruitcake poisoning storyline. It just... It just is there, and then Eden, after kind of trying to be redeemed slightly a week ago, is back to being evil, manipulative. Oh, remember her? She's poisoning Julia just because she's slightly jealous of her. I mean, this to me should have been forgotten, but it's just yeah. so contri- contradicting with the Christian stuff, and it's just, it's everywhere, and I just, I'm just not a fan of any of this stuff going on. Yeah, and I think probably um, the thing about this is that you wonder in what order this was shot or what order they intended on having this in throughout the episodes because it kind of feels like that last episode was out of place or maybe this one's out of, you know, like it just feels like the timing of all the the Eden storyline is just, it's kind of falling to pieces here. Like it was, 
it was going really, really well. And then, like, it would be interesting to actually just take out the Eden storyline and kind of just watch that in one, you know, without everything else. So just kind of watch the Eden scene play out one by one by one and see if you get this kind of gradual building of a character because you won't. I mean, you'll just get kind of all over the place. One minute she'll be this kind of evil bitch who's poisoning people. Then she'll kind of, you know, show this real kind of um, vulnerable side to her. And then she's back to being, you know, it's not like she's learning anything or she's got an end goal in place. It's kind of just all over the show. Um, And I guess probably what they try to say is that, you know, she'll kind of do anything for Sean. But, you know, I just don't buy that. I just don't think that the story line is really leading there um and if it is you know it's just it's not well done and you know i, I want to give full credit to the actress because i think she's doing such a good job with the mm. with the scenes that she's given but they're just not played they're just not laid out in, in a logical manner and so it's, yeah it just makes it really really hard to get on board with this um so yeah i think i'm, I'm gonna lay the fault t- entirely at the feet of the writers on this one and i feel bad doing that because i think they generally do a pretty good job with this stuff but in this situation, they've just—I feel like they've just screwed this up, really. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with everything you said. That's very well put. Um, and we kind of now get some resolution to Rachel, which again, this is just so blinking you miss it. Remember her? Hi, she's back. Oh, she's got some surgery. Oh no, she's buggering off back to Israel. Um, so basically, she doesn't want any more surgeries. She's saying she's going back to Israel. She's saying that she, you know, knows that Matt's in love with her. Matt shows up with some flowers. Uh, she tells Matt she's not in love with him. Um, not attracted to Matt, and basically Matt's like, uh, yeah, you're saying you're not attracted to me, what the hell? Um, and then, you know, she sort of defends herself, it's not about what you look like, it's in the chemistry, and, um, Matt just basically says, I don't need you, I feel sorry for you, and storms out, and then we kind of, I just, one thing I was, I say I like about sort of this editing bit is kind of when Matt's at the elevator and we've kind of got that, like, slow motion breathing, like, poor Matt, here he goes again, and he just happens to see Emmy, to which this ultimately leads to, oh, hey, how are you? Do you want to grab some lunch? Um, and to which ultimately they just go back and have sex. So why not? Yeah, he's great. Grab him all the lunch. Yes, exactly. He's having seconds, thirds, and dessert. Um, and then we kind of, you know, it's all like, oh, okay, this is, you know, nice. Good on you, Matt. And again, I remember watching this going like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like Matt's hooked up. There's nothing wrong here. Like this is kind of interesting, but you ultimately have to know if you're watching Nip Tuck, there's going to be something wrong with this girl or something's going to happen here. That's going to have to be poor Matt here. And, uh, what happens while they're laying in bed after having sex? Uh, her revealing that it was the very first time she's met a father today. Oh, that's nice. Who's your father? Oh, my plastic surgeon. Oh, shit. Matt's just had sex with his sister. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hashtag poor Matt. Uh, what is happening here? Wow, that's a bit of a, an interesting twist for poor Matt here. Well, it's, it is interesting, um, but one of the things that I like again, I, I hate to like complain about this, but this would have been so much more fun if they'd kind of like spread it out over a few episodes. Like, you know, like it just feels like yeah, you know, suddenly we've kind of gone from you know poor Matt getting getting dumped by his you know his scarred girlfriend to like having sex with this other girl to finding out it's his sister within about two minutes of screen time, and I think it's just like this could have been a whole lot more fun if we'd actually just played it out over you know a little bit more time. 
time. Um, but, you know, like the building blocks of it are quite fun. I think it almost feels like these guys were kind of told at about, you know, episode 10. It's like, well, um, you guys thought you were going to get 16 episodes. We we're actually going to give you 14. Um, so can you can you just kind of chop everything down? Um, because it just feels like they're all they're in a rush to kind of like resolve a whole bunch of storylines, which, you know... It, I, I, if that was the case, and I feel sorry for them, but I don't feel sorry for them for suddenly then just chucking in this other Matt storyline and just kind of throwing it at the wall at the last minute, because I think there's actually some really interesting, if not really creepy stuff to kind of come out of this, that, yeah. you know, these guys, you know, they wouldn't have known that they were related if not for this, and, you know, that could have gone somewhere quite interesting, and, you know, it would have been in fitting with Matt's character, but all of a sudden it does just kind of happen so quickly that it's, it's hard to really enjoy it, because because it just happens in such a rush. And I, yeah, I agree completely, because it's kind of like with every sort of big reveal with Matt and his women that he's been with, there's, there's, it, there is that slow build, isn't there? You know, we had it with Ava, we had it with Ariel, you know, which is kind of like it's it's not a straightaway thing. We don't know she's a man straight away. We don't know that Ariel's, a, you know, a Nazi straight away. So it's kind of, yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's it's... It's just something about it that it's just, we just quickly go from the fact that he's just been rejected by this, you know, woman who he's supposedly in love with and learning Hebrew to all of a sudden like, hey, I met this new girl and within two seconds, oh, this is my sister. And this is the problem I have with this whole storyline is that, like, this should be a big thing. Not only does Matt just discover he's got a sister, Christian's got another daughter. Like, this shouldn't be yes. just gelled over in, like, two episodes. Not even two episodes. It's, like, yes. half of one and half another, and it's... Like, this is it. Like, spoiler alert from next week onwards. Like, no, this doesn't come up ever again. You know, it's 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 completely gelled over. Let's just forget about the fact that Christian's got an illegitimate daughter with a woman in Georgia. Like, it's just... It's just kind of there. So... I agree with everything you say. I think this should be something that, you know, develop it out a little bit longer. It's just so rushed. Um, I just... Well, and I think the other thing, too, is, you know, like, the, the kind of structure of Nip Tuck is that, and we're going to kind of get to this a little bit and with the with the August stuff, is that when you want to develop a quick story and have, you know, like, the setup and, and you know, the development and the payoff in one episode, um, you can do that through your patient, you know, because they're not an ongoing character. So you can do that kind of quick stuff with them but with your main characters you do want to take a bit more time and kind of really develop those characters and their motivations and and make sure that the audience is with you as you develop those stories and yeah they just they don't need to do that with matt they you know they could have they could have done that with a bit more time and yeah it's just quite annoying really because it could have gone somewhere quite interesting and yeah i mean it, it, it is just one of those things it just feels like a bit of a missed opportunity i suppose yeah and it literally feels like the writers at this point with matt just sit down and have their own meeting like okay he's contracted an std he's had sex with a transsexual um yeah okay what else can we do oh no he can have sex with his sister oh he doesn't have a sister oh wait we'll throw in a sister uh what else can we do oh he'll, he'll become a mime uh, he'll get yeah. breast implants and see. Okay, yep, got it. Like, it's just like they literally, well, they're just like pulling something out of a hat. Like, oh, sleep with a sister. Who had that one? All right, we'll write it into the story. Um, so, oh, goodness. Hashtag poor Matt indeed. Um, but the thing that, um, I do like, oh no, I'm jumping ahead there. I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, the, actually, no, I'll, I'll just quickly jump to this now. I, I know I'm missing a scene. I'll come back to it. But the thing that I love most about this is that, like, within seconds of finding out that he's had sex with his, like, long lost sister, they jump online to, like, the 
incest is okay forum. And they're all like, oh, look at Johnny and Janelle here. Oh, they love each other. This could be okay. Oh, we might have freak babies. Oh, we'll just use condoms. That will be accepted. (laughs) Like, it's just... You know, it's, again, very nip-tuck. It's very mad. Like, oh, we should just Google this to see if having sex with your sister is okay. <laughs> yes, it, it, and it does really feel like, yeah, it's, um, it, it is in keeping with Matt's character, I suppose, to a degree. And, um, you know, in this day and age, there'd be a Facebook group, um, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I think we've probably all seen those, um, you know, those creepy documentaries, which is like, you know, I married my sister or whatever. You know, like those those documentaries have been on TV before and we've all kind of looked at them in horror. And, um, you know, kind of seen it from the inside of somebody that might experience this. It's, um, you know, this is, this is good. You know, and I do, I do make the joke sometime, of, you know, this is something that you'd see on like a soap opera. But there literally was a storyline like this at one point on Shortland Street, the you know the New, the um, the famous New Zealand um, soap, which is terrible. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's literally something that you would see on a soap. Well, I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but isn't everyone in Game of Thrones related and they just have sex with each other anyway? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I, I'm just surprised with Matt that like judging on his you know past experience that he doesn't just like after this experience start having sex with like Julia or other family members. You know, we know he did that after Ava. Like, he went to a transsexual bar, so, you know, like, oh, well, I slept with one relative, why not all of them? You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, starts exactly. renting these yeah. books from the library or something like that. Um, they're just, there is a bit of a scene at the end of that bit, obviously, where Christian comes home and, uh, he's happy to see him with Emmy and, uh, ultimately makes up a quick little lie that she'd left her birth control at home. Um, but just backtracking, we have, uh, August going back to his favorite cafe and he's going to meet this waitress. It's going to be romantic, but there's a, another barista there, uh, who apparently had been there all along and, uh, didn't notice him before and he only wants to burn him now. I don't, I don't get it, but essentially, uh, August wrote a bad review of him being on NCIS and uh so much so that his career is ruined. August stands up to him and says, well, maybe it's not about you, maybe it's about this, and then ultimately leads to the barista throwing hot coffee into his face and burning him, and we're going to find out in a second that he's got second and third degree burns, kids going to jail, Um and then this is with uh Sean and Kate back on the set of Hearts and Scalpels, and another bad review has come out in the LA Times. Can I just face it, their show sucks. Uh, and then they're gonna yeah. start eating a donut together. Otherwise, Kate's gonna commit suicide. And that's the last time we ever see Kate. A joke about suicide. Um, anyway, uh, that's what happens with August. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's, yeah, and, and like I just said, I think sometimes you can develop these quick stories that don't have to have a huge amount of depth, but, you know, they are, they are interesting. And, you know, I think this is, you know, I, I think in, if I'm going to defend parts of this episode, I, I do like the August storyline. I think it is quite good. Um, and, you know, kind of gives you that quick thing about, you know, what is beauty and, and what are you trying to achieve with, you know, with this plastic surgery? So I think it kind of gets us back to some of the kind of key questions about the show. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have that there. I agree. I, I, I like the August stuff. It just, it's just maybe the only good thing in this episode. I mean, again, the Matt stuff is not terrible. It's just, it's just rushed. It's just there and it just, just everything feels out of place in this episode, the way it's all connected with each other. But, uh, let me get this ending and, now, I, I mean, look, this is a big enough moment that perhaps it's got to be in the conversation for a final five. And again, we're going to have a few of these sort of big out there moments from this season, as we've always said, that's kind of what this season is. Uh, but ultimately, it's Julia um, confronting Eden, uh, telling her that she knows about being poisoned. 
um, and that she knows that it's uh, in the fruitcake. And Eden, uh, sort of admitting that she's had fun, slowly seeing her getting weaker, pouring the mercury is a highlight. Um, and, uh, she then basically says, you've outsmarted me, Julia. I'm going to turn myself in. I'll confess everything. I'm sorry. Great acting here by Annalyn McCord. Can't really say the same for Jolly Richardson. It's something about this acting that kind of annoys the shit out of me in this scene. Uh, so Eden then kind of leaves the room. Uh, I don't realize she's going into Julia's room here. And remember that gun that Julia got a few episodes ago, that storyline about self-defense that has just been forgotten about? Well, the gun just happens to be there, to which Eden comes back into the room, uh, tells her that she should lock up her firearms, calls her a stupid bitch, and that the Mercury takes too goddamn long, points a gun at her head, bang, fade to black, end of episode. So another cliffhanger, which ultimately this one will get resolved next week. Um, I'm just going to say this right now, and spoiler alert, Julia doesn't die. Uh, ultimately, you probably could have guessed that if I just said she's going to appear in episodes in the future. Uh, I think they should have killed her here. I think that if you kill her off at this point, that is enough to me that I think you can sort of... like Her character doesn't do a whole lot more moving forward, so there's really not a whole lot you're going to lose from Julia. And don't even get me started what we're going to get with her next week, because, oh my god, it's terrible. But I just think you kill her off at this point. That's a big shock. That's a huge, like a huge shock. No one would be expecting it. And I think that that would have really worked and the, the shock factor and you could have done a lot more with Eden and sort of Olivia moving forward. So that's just my two cents on it. And don't even get me started on how the hell she even survives getting shot point blank in the head. We'll get to that next week. But um, <laughs> yeah, Eden's just a terrible shot. <laughs> so yeah, plot twist again. It's ended with somebody basically dying at the end of the episode. And it's going to be three episodes in a row. We'll get this again next week. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's probably, you know, I think we just get a bit too much of the, um, you know, the cliffhanger endings, um, especially when you don't resolve them. I mean, we do get a resolution for this one, to be fair, but, you know, we do kind of, oh, yeah, it's just annoying because it, it just feels like we've gone into soap opera territory here. So, you know, this, and I do kind of agree with you, is that we could have ended Julia here, but I'm going to say that we probably should have just ended Julia you know, maybe not killed her, but we should have kind of written her out as a as a main character at the end of season four. I think that's kind of where her storyline really ends on the show. Um, and we probably would have been a whole lot better off if we'd just gotten rid of her at that point. So, yeah, I mean, this is a, an interesting... I mean, I think if you're watching this in real time, you're definitely going to, you know, you're going to tune in to see next week's episode. And, you know, if it hadn't been for that, that final scene, then you probably don't feel that way. There's probably not enough in the rest of the episode that you're desperate to kind of, you know, come back and see what happens to Matt, you know, in the next episode. So if it is that moment that you need to kind of bring everybody back um, for the, the, you know, the mid-season finale as it, as it happens to be. And, um, yeah, so... I'm not crazy about it, but I think it kind of works, I suppose, to, to kind of bring people back for a final episode. And, well, before we get to next week and talk about next week, uh, what is your review of this week's episode? Are we buying it, renting it, or binning it? Well, it's, uh, you know, to me it's quite interesting because, um, you know, I came in thinking I was going to be the one that was going to be defending this. And, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think I'm kind of siding more with you that there's a lot here that I don't like. 
Um, having said that, I think there is some, you know, I do enjoy the Matt stuff that we do get. Um, I do like the August storyline. Um, there's a lot of problems with this episode. Um, so it's definitely not going to be a buy for me this week, but I think there's just enough in this to kind of scrape through for a rent. Um, again, I think last week for me, it was kind of a low buy. And I think this week it's kind of a low rent as well. You know, it's definitely, um, kind of closer to being a bin than it is to being a buy. Um, but I will put it there in, in the rent. There's enough there to kind of, to save it, I suppose. Well, speaking of bins, uh, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> it's been nine episodes since Dawn Budge 2, and uh, I'm going to have my second bin it for this season. I just, yeah, I like the August stuff, as I said, and the Matt stuff's okay, but it's just rushed, and there's just the Julia stuff, and it's just, ugh, and then, you know, can we even remember that Julia and Christian broke up in this episode? <laughs> like, there's a trivia question for you at the end of uh, all these episodes. Which episode did Julia and Christian break up after their great relationship in season five? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's again, not the worst episode of Nip Tuck. I have this, uh, of all the bins, the highest bin. Um, so, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to catch up now on themselves on the, on the bins. Uh, if I, if I go through the amount that I've actually, uh, got on there, which is eight bins now. So this is the highest of the eight bins. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's still not something I'd really want to go over and watch again anytime soon. Um, but uh, on the scale of this and Sal Perry, it's a lot more watchable. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah. not doing it for me outside of that. So um, we've both had two bins this season after not having a single one last season. So there you go. Um, next week, though, it's going to be an interesting one. Candy Richards, the 14th episode, which, I mean, again, at a 22-episode season, the 14th episode shouldn't really be much to cry home about. But um, it is the mid-season finale. Um, so kind of go into this treating it like it's a season finale. Uh, and if you are to treat it like a season finale, this is the only one in uh, which Ryan Murphy ha- has actually no... Um, well, this and the season five actual finale. So interesting there that he has no um, either written or directed by credits in. So it's interesting to note that. And I think that uh, definitely there's one element to next week, which I'm going to say is some of the worst storylines in Nip Tuck's history. Uh, but that also mm-hmm. comes to some history of me and not liking a certain cliche storyline. I, I went off a lot about it when we had it in Lost when we've talked about it. And when we eventually ever do 24, I will ultimately talk about that in the brilliant first season of what weighs that down. Um, yeah. Uh, Candy Richards, I mean, there is a, still, having said that, there is, I don't dislike this episode. I think there is actually quite a lot of good in this episode. I enjoy the Candy Richards character. I, uh, like Jennifer Coolidge, so I kind of think that's fun. We get Annie back, which is always exciting. And I will say the plot twist at the end, I shocked the shit out of me when I watched this live. I was not expecting that happening. So, um, yeah, it's definitely got an element of like, what the fuck? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, again, on the bipolar nature of episodes, it's up there, and I definitely think that, uh, we are starting to steer into the, uh, the cliff episode, because I'll say it, after next week, the car's over the cliff, and we're on a steady downward spiral for the end of this show. Yes, I think, um, me saying that Christian's got no storyline, I might be wishing he had no storyline compared to the storyline that he gets given, um, when we move forwards. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of, of, if it's not a finale, then it's definitely, you know, this is going to be all you're going to get of the show for a little while. So is it enough to bring you back? I guess is the big question I'm going to be asking is, you know, obviously the final scene, there is, this is, this is one of the big cliffhangers on the show, maybe up there with season two. 
um, you know, and, and so is it enough to bring you back after four and a half seasons? Um, you know, pretty, um, you know, while there's been some good stuff in this first half of this, this fifth season, there's definitely been some problem areas too. So they really need to sell you on, you know, you need to come back and, and does this, does this episode do that? So I guess that's the question that I'm really going to be thinking about as we go through that next episode. It really is the only other moment besides season two finale again if you treat this as a finale that really has that holy crap what's happening next season because i mean i'm not counting the actual season five finale as a holy crap what the hell just happened moment because what happens at the end shouldn't happen anyway and i just don't want to even think about it so like to me that's not a cliffhanger that makes me (laughs) want to come back the next season um so yeah it's it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to talking about it because we really, and we'll talk about this at the end of next week as well, just at what level we are. Because I think from the very beginning when we first started Nip Tuck, I said there was a specific moment in the show which is to me where this show isn't that good anymore. And we reached that moment at the end of next week. So that is where I'll, I'll talk more about that next week. But uh, looking forward to talking about it. Uh, Candy Richards, that's next week. In the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, we're on YouTube, Instagram, subscribe on all the relevant channels, and theoznetwork.net, of course, is our website to find all these episodes and more interviews and everything else uh, in between hand. We appreciate your support, and we hope that you're enjoying these as much as we are bringing them to you as well. My name is Ben, and I'm sorry I can't change who I am. And my name's Nick, and there's no way I thought you could do that again. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.